Look at us, everybody, here on a Monday morning. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 22nd day of March 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. I'm here. Big J, heading into the weekend, you had nothing to do, nowhere to go, no plans. Is that how your weekend was executed? I did everything and went everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I followed through with my plans. Uh, rest and recuperated from last week, and boy, do I feel much better. Nice. Good. Over the, uh, took a week to get, it takes a week for me to get over to the spring daylight savings change. Yeah, and so you just, uh, you let your body kind of absorb its surroundings? I guess, sure. And, uh, and was finally able to make peace with the time change? Well, I don't think there's peace. Well, you're no longer battling it is what I'm saying. Right, exactly. So yeah, a ceasefire then. Yeah. (laughs) On the, uh. Until next year. (laughs) See you in 2022, you jerk. And so we move forward and get ready for a busy week around these parts, including the opportunity for us to sit down with our friend Joe from Rise Against. They released a brand new song last week and a brand new video. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, When he uh, chats on the show today, there's a video that accompanies that interview that you'll be able to check out at your leisure. We will post it on all these socials. We also have a chance for you to win some things from us, including some CDs and all sorts of fun and excitement. So that's going to happen over the course of the show today. We have lots to get to, and we also play music on this very show. Music like Pearl Jam. Better Man's going to kick off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, very soon, Big J, downtown Boise will not have an office supply store anywhere to be found. That Office Depot yeah. location that's right across the street from uh, the Knitting Factory and P.F. Chang's is going to shut itself down here soon that's not so necessarily a surprise uh we knew as of last year that that was going to happen but now it looks like it's going to be shut down uh as of april now we kind of have an idea as to what's going in there next uh in case you do need uh yourself some office supplies there still are two office depot office max locations here in the boise area just none downtown anymore uh, the people that own the building, Hendricks, have started work on what they're calling the warehouse food hall concept. That's what's going to take place in the uh, office depot down there. That'll include a large open space with a bunch of small food vendors arranged around the outside of that space for people to enjoy. Uh, think of it as like a food court, if you will. Oh, and nice. It's basically going to take over most of the first floor of that block, including uh, the office depot location the urban outfitters the loft the jose bank and the office depot spaces so those five spaces are going to turn into basically a bunch of different food options for people and you can have an opportunity to check all sorts of stuff out and kind of mill around there once these things open up so that's the plan for what's going to go in there afterwards so less office supplies more food and the clearance sale is on now so if you need yourself some office supplies that would be a good place to maybe go check it out as they're trying to get the hell out of Dodge as soon as possible. Did you watch any college basketball this weekend, Big J? No. How come? I mean, I'm not a college basketball guy, so... But you're a sports guy. I do know this. It was crazy. 
<laughs> That's true. Uh, but you know what? Credit to ourselves, who called it. Before this whole thing started, we both said that the everybody's brackets were going to be a mess because this year is so weird and it's so disconnected from what normally would be happening during March Madness that you have to at least suspect that there was going to be some weird stuff happening. And basically, it took all of a day and a half for everybody's bracket to be destroyed. Not necessarily destroyed, but uh, there are zero perfect brackets left. And that happened as of like Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And the, I think Friday, uh, ESPN had reported that of the millions of brackets they had, only 108 were left. Yeah. And now that's gone. Yeah, I mean, gone. some number two seeds lost right away. Uh, a bunch of double digit seeds made it into the second round. And so, and there's still some more to be figured out today. But uh, probably the biggest upset of the tournament happened with Illinois over the weekend because a lot of people had Illinois winning this whole thing, coming out of the Big Ten Championship and uh, doing some pretty impressive things towards the end of the year. But Loyola Chicago uh, just ended up dominating them in the second round, and they're headed to the Sweet 16, making Illinois the first number one seed to be sent home this year. Among the day's other second-round upsets, uh, Oregon State beat fourth-seeded Oklahoma State. Oral Roberts, 15, beat number seven Florida. Number 11, Syracuse, beat third seed at West Virginia. And with those three upsets, there are now three double-digit seeds that have reached the Sweet 16 so far. Of course, there are eight more games set for today. We will have the Sweet 16 all set up. But basically, it's been upset city uh, since this tournament has began. Uh, and we will see where it ends up happening as we head into the final day of the second round here uh, today. As we have games later on this week, Broncos are playing later on this week as well. So there's plenty of college basketball still to be done. Kind of good news for the movie industry. People did end up going back to the theater, uh, especially in the bigger cities, as, uh, again, 98% of AMC theaters were open across the country. Uh, number one movie at the box office, again, was Ryan the Last Dragon, but it, it was its third weekend at the box office, but its biggest box office haul since it's been released in theaters, if that makes sense. Tom and Jerry came in second, and uh, the father managed to sit in the top ten uh, that is the Academy Award-dominated movie for Anthony Hopkins. Squeaked its way into the top ten there as people made its way back into theaters as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. With Nick and Big J. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, uh, this one takes a cake, Nick. As uh, <laughs> I feel like you say this every I know. Time. It only <laughs> keeps getting worse. Um, and I'm, it's not even... I'm not even being melodramatic here. As we had uh, house guests over the last week, uh, our friends from Reno, which is funny. Uh, we just had a friend who went to Reno, and I had some friends who came in and were hanging out in Reno. Uh, one of them is a gentleman, and he's you know much taller than I am, Nick. So that's uh, that's already a disadvantage. And and one thing usually uh, leads to another. And, and you know, with the guests that are you know, we try to make them feel at home. You do do what you need to. Wait, do you feel demasculated by somebody that's taller than you? Sometimes, okay. when they when they can reach things that I can't, okay. or or better yet, when they can get onto a ladder. Gotcha. Okay. And as it, uh, you, you, I guess the wife may have waited until near the end of their stay to ask for their help, for his help. As we have, uh, you know, a, a few months back, uh, replaced the. Um, I'm trying to think of the 
the light tube, you know, the tube lights. Fluorescent tubes? Fluorescent tubes. Uh, we had uh, replaced the ones that are in our, our um, kitchen area, and but, but one of them was kind of flickering, so it wasn't in there quite right. And so she had asked if he would uh, go ahead and fix that up, and sure enough, he got up there in the ladder and fixed it. Looked great. Yeah. Um, and then while we were having dinner one night, the, the sliding glass door, there's a screen door that I installed uh, and that many that really isn't installed very well. And I don't actually think that uh, the the frame is right in the house. I mean, it's one of those things that really needs to be kind of looked at. You think the house has settled and it has caused your installation to go yeah, around? Yeah, if you, if you, well, no, no, no. I mean, it caused the installation nearly impossible, at uh, least. Okay. To, to be 100% like a real screened in door. I mean, it's never been you know professionally done um and so uh but as i was going out and it was a warm afternoon and we had the screen door open uh you know we were in in use instead of the regular door because we were barbecuing uh, out back on the traeger and so i go outside and i come back in and as i open it it just falls off (laughs) and so he comes in and fixes it like that and i can't seem to get back on track (laughs) right in front of my (laughs) father-in-law What I've discovered so, is if you are of the male persuasion and you spend any time in your house, it's only a matter of time before your wife can find something for that man. Yeah, to yeah. And I'm like, I, I just, it's like a, it's like. Right a, in front of you, usually. Right. It's like all pictures of me in the house are starting to fade away. Like a Michael J. Fox from Back <laughs> to the Future. Replaced by a real man. Yeah, oh. yeah. So uh, it was a great week for me. But hey, at least you're sliding door works now, right? Mostly, yeah. And the light doesn't flicker anymore? Yeah. Like, you feel like I you're mean, having some sort of... I mean, we're getting things done. Pretty soon, there won't be anything left to be done, right? Yeah. At some point, a, 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 a man will have come over and done everything that needs to be done to your house. Which is great, right? That's good for you. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not great for the, the psyche or the mental health, but it is a home run for you not having to put in a lot of effort. Anyways, thanks, Rob, well for, done. for helping out. Well done. Uh, and do you say anything at all while this is happening, or you just let it happen? I, and now at this point, I mean, I just let it, <laughs> just let it let it happen. You just make a mental note to talk about it. What Amanda am I going to do? Like, I know I can't get on the ladder. I don't know. Do you make jokes about it, do you, or do you just kind of let somebody else do what what you would normally? I guess do? it depends on the person. What did you do with Rob? I, I, I well, I mean, to be honest, when he put up the the, the tube lights uh, and repositioned that, he did break uh, something, so I didn't say anything quite. So it, it was it was a, it was just a, a notch better than what I could do. Got it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Those, the plastic lighting stuff is real. There's easy your man on Monday. Important stuff. Non-school Morning After with Nick and Big J. Oh, yeah. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, well, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You, you deserve an advocate. Big J, question for you. Think uh, back in your head this time a calendar year ago, Okay. Mm-hmm. I know it seems mm-hmm. like it's 15 years ago, but it's just a year ago. Are you happier now than you were in March of 2020? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, wait, I take that back. No, I don't know. I don't know if I do or not. Is that a legitimate answer? Not really. I mean, it's a yes or no question. 
No, then. I, I, no. Well, you went from yes to no. What happened? Well, I was, I was not thinking about the date. Okay. What were you thinking about? Well, I was thinking about, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. But I, my answer is no. You were happier this time a year ago as lockdown began than you are now. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I well, mean, you I don't know, know if I does. should be happier now or right. then. There's not a should be. It's are you? Well, there's no, nothing then. so no. socially happy. No. You know, okay. That's fine. I don't want to bring the house down, but no. No, you're, that's a legitimate answer. You're right. okay. The World Happiness Report came out, however, and it says that Finland, Iceland, and Denmark continue to be the happiest countries in the world. Sweden came in sixth place. Norway came in eighth. Uh, of course... Finland has dealt with COVID-19 probably better than anybody. Uh, the lowest of the European Union with cases as well as with deaths, too. And so that is why they think the country has scored high in the categories of healthy lifestyle, social solidarity, and all the things that have been lacking kind of in the last calendar year for everybody else. New Zealand also made it into the top 10 happiest countries. Virtually, they stopped the transmission of the virus. Australia is up there as well. Everybody that appears to have handled coronavirus at least fairly well topped the happiness ratings for the World Happiness Report. United States came in 14th place, which is actually up from this time last year. We were at 18th place, and the happiness report came out in 2020. So I'm not sure if it's optimism or if it's something else that makes us happier, but apparently we as a country are happier now than we were a year ago. Uh, th what do you think is the most unhappiest place in Amer in the world, Big J? I'll give you a hint. It also probably is near the bottom in the alphabet as well. If we're listing countries alphabetically. Uh, Zimbabwe? Zimbabwe. Worst country in the world, according to happiness. 95th place. Tanzania, 94th. Jordan, 93rd. India took 92nd. So there's your list of happy countries, according to the World Happiness Report. And Big J did bring us down a little bit. We could have been probably 13th place if not for him. Hey, the Houston Rockets are terrible, Big J. Since they traded away uh, James Harden, they have just been a straight-up dumpster fire. They have lost their team record 20th straight game in a row on Sunday, fell to Oklahoma City 4-114-112. Houston has now tied for the ninth worst losing streak in the NBA history. It's the longest since the 76ers' 28-game losing streak that began the 2014-2015 season. That was the actual record. So they've only got uh, eight games to lose before they tie the all-time stretch, and they might do it because this this Rockets team is bad. So we will see. Speaking of professional basketball, the Charlotte Hornets are probably going to be without what was going to be the rookie of the year for the rest of the season. Uh, LaMelo Ball broke his right wrist, according to media reports yesterday. Uh, the Hornets earlier in the day said he'd be listed out as indefinitely, but Ball may have hurt himself during a fall during their loss to the Clippers on Saturday. The 19-year-old, who was a third pick in the NBA draft, is in the middle of a great season, probably going to be the rookie of the year. Now, I don't... I mean, listen, this isn't completely unheard of where somebody doesn't finish the season and is still the rookie of the year, but might have a little bit of a difficult stretch now, depending on how these other rookies pick things up towards the end of the season. But either way, rough news for LaMelo Ball for sure. Like it or not, Big J, we are getting more Game of Thrones. They may have canceled a couple of prequels, but they are developing three more Game of Thrones prequels at HBO, including one from Nine Voyages of Rome's Bruno Heller, another of the founder of Dorne, dubbed 10,000 Ships, and the third is set in King's Landing, 
the slum there called Flea Bottom. And, uh, of course, there's already House of Dragon, uh, which is going to be filming in the UK in April. So we have four now officially in the works. Now, keep in mind that three are just in development. This House of the Dragon one that's going to begin filming has been greenlit. It's going to happen at some point. So we're going to get at least one, possibly four, Game of Thrones prequels. I don't know, Big J. I think the air is out of the tires in this one, but I could yeah. be wrong. I could very much be wrong. I mean, I'm not excited. I mean, granted, it's a prequel, and it's different characters, so it's different showrunners, so it's not going to have the... I mean, while it's in the same universe, it's going to be a completely different world and set way before any of the characters in Game of Thrones are even around, so there's no chance of crossover, so it is something completely different. But still no interest? Is it too different for you to care? Maybe. I mean, we'll see. I guess. Morning after... You'll get all excited about it and convince me to watch it. (laughs) I'm not excited about it at all, but I guess I could turn around. Who knows? With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. In a truly weird we're going to hell story, we are going to St. Petersburg, Russia for today's we're going to hell story. Russia. Now, the story in and of itself is pretty weird as a standalone kind of thing, but it's the reaction that it's gotten that really kind of doubles down on the strangeness of it. But we'll take you to last week in St. Petersburg, Russia. We talked about how uh, theaters, movie theaters across the United States recently opened up for the most part. 98% of them are open anyway. Uh, well, over in other parts of the world, they're still having some struggles. And so the, uh, the the cinemas over in Russia aren't exactly open up yet, right? Right. So they're still closed down. But that's not going to stop people from actually, I guess, living out of fantasy. Because a couple got busted going into the Kinograd Cinema in St. Petersburg. Uh, Apparently, it was like in the middle of the day, around 4 o'clock in the afternoon or so. This couple, it went to this multiplex in a mall, so the mall's open, right? Right. And they were able to sneak into the movie theater portion of things. They grabbed some popcorn. They grabbed some soda for themselves. They went into one of the many empty theaters there at the multiplex, and then, Big J, they made sweet love to each other. Ah, fulfilling fantasies. And then they left. Uh, They wanted to get it on, I guess, in front of the big screen. I don't know what. But the reason this becomes a bit of an issue is because... Yeah, what's the problem? Well, I mean, it is breaking and entering, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, And so the the entire thing was captured on closed-circuit television. Because over there in Europe, again, everything's on camera. Every street corner, everything. So there is no secrets. But they didn't understand that. And it, it, the movie theater released the footage because it, they thought it was kind of a, a cute and funny story. Oh, so how adorable. The movie theater released the footage of the couple breaking into the movie theater, and they were kind of like having a joke about it, going, hey, I guess, you know, people spend quarantine in different ways. And the theater was kind of appreciative of how clean the theater and the place was after the effect. Does that make sense? So they tweeted out the, some of the, the edited CCTV footage and said, hey... Thanks for cleaning up after yourselves. Have a great rest of your weekend kind of a thing. And the outcry from the mm, shrivs that run things in Russia were not very happy that the theater was okay with this couple breaking into things. And so because of the reaction that the movie theater has received since releasing the footage, they have since had decided to press charges for the couple for breaking into the movie theater. Originally, they were just going to kind of let it slide. 
But then there, then everybody was like, hey, you know, this kind of sets a precedent of making pe- making it okay for people to break into theaters if you're just going to have fun with it. And the theater was like, okay, fine, we'll press charges. And so now the uh, the they're on the lookout for the couple that uh, decided to break into the movie theater and sneak out. There was a security guard on duty, and they were able to sneak in and sneak out without alerting any of the security guards involved and were able to fulfill a fantasy, I suppose. But now they're going to get in trouble for it. You understand? Yeah. and It's quite the 180. There is some illegality to it, so I get it. But it is interesting to me how, like, everybody was cool with it until uh, the public got a hold of things. You know what I mean? Right. It's how, it's how sometimes they can change their minds because they don't want to be deemed as something that is uncouth, I suppose. Either way... They're now uh, warrants out for their arrest. They're going to get arrested for getting it on in a movie theater. And a reminder to everybody, no, probably not a great idea. Trespassing. Not Tres- getting it on, right? Well, I mean, no, I, I don't know. The, the, right now, Russia could have some weird rules you're we right. don't know about. I mean, they, they while the, technically they did expose themselves in public, there was nobody else there. So I don't know what kind of line that walks. And I don't think I want to know. <laughs> Morning After with Nicky Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Joe from Rise Against interview next on the x rocks that is rise against nowhere generation brand new music from them here on 100.3 the x rocks and late last week jay and i had a chance to sit down with joe who plays bass in that band rise against and talk about the new release and what the band has been up to we had a zoom interview with him and uh, the first question we asked uh, joe when we sat down with him was i guess you know how long has this particular song been in the can Probably actually about a year, like a little oh, over wow. a year. I mean, we've obviously no one's in the world experienced this ever, but uh, yeah, it was it was strange to sit on it for so long and then then come back to it and, and get like a re- actual release date for the record and and it, it, it's a good feeling finally. Yeah, I was reading. It sounds like you guys did most of the recording in Colorado, not too far away from here. Uh, so all of the recording and everything was done pre this whole mess coming to us about a year ago. Yeah, we we wrapped up literally like a week or two before you know it hit the fan. Basically, like we uh, we left the studio and like two weeks later, that's when all the lockdown started and crazy. Like, yeah, I just remember driving home from from Colorado and I don't know, it's like. 15 hours to Chicago from from Fort Collins and me thinking like this is going to be like bad things are, are about to happen <laughs> like this isn't going to go away uh, and and you know I mean obviously we'll get into nowhere generation and uh that album and, and some of the the I guess the base material for that but you know is it hard too to be going going through all this just knowing how you guys operate and the uh just a, a bunch of material that's sitting there waiting to be written about and to be acted upon uh, that frustration or did you do some more writing while you were in this pandemic no nothing like officially like i mean i'm always writing that process is kind of ongoing uh, especially being stuck at home and these things behind me are literally two feet from my head <laughs> so you know just by nature I'm, I'm i'll pick up guitar bass and you know demo like some things but uh yeah like so i'm always writing but um but nothing like officially was written you know and and recorded like in the pandemic yeah you know and clearly uh you've got a song called no regeneration i believe that's the title track for the album so there's a lot of you know uh things and themes in that 
it, going along with just the lyrics part of it uh, is is when you're writing music to that sort of uh, theme, I guess, of of maybe some uh, very constructive demonstrations, if you will. Is, is there a particular type of vibe that you have musically that goes along with that, or is it just a lyrical thing? So the the mood of the music always dictates the direction of the lyrics, like the theme of the lyrics. Um, we're always a, a music first band. Then Tim will Tim will write um, lyrics uh, de- depending on how what he's getting from the vibe of the music. But yeah, like it's it's interesting when I when I hear bands that write lyrics first and then write music to that. To me, that seems very difficult to do because because who I mean I don't know. It seems like cart before the horse, but but it's really it's like whatever works for you for you the the best. Um, but we've always done music first and then. That guides the ship lyrically. But the message has always been important with Rise Against, too. Music is equally uh, a big part of it. But, you know, it's not like we're going to get a Rise Against song about a one-night stand or something like that, you know? I mean, there's something involved in it, and Nowhere Generation is part of that as well, right? That's just going back to our roots. We, coming from the punk rock scene, like, we were, we gravitated toward the punk scene because it was, there was substance behind it. They, there was, you know, a real sense of, let's try to change what we're you know feeling like like we don't agree with the mainstream society or or whatever and we really gravitated toward these bands that were singing about change and so when rise started that's what was just instilled in us you know like the 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 substance behind the lyrics is incredibly important always has been um and uh but yeah that's where you come to nowhere generation and you tackle that subject of kids hitting you know dead ends everywhere trying to get through life and it's it's definitely um a nod to them to say like hey we we hear you like we're we're we're, we recognize that you're struggling you know and we're here to help like our generation the generations before us like we're supposed to help our youth you know not discourage so that's that's the that's the main idea behind that song is to raise awareness to that joe is it, is it crazy that nothing really seems to change that you always have to have that message that somebody out there has to be um, you know flying that flag because as much as we think things are changing they haven't really changed that much yeah it, it can be frustrating but you know i i definitely have hope that even if you change or if you ruffle the feathers of few and it's to a positive nature to where it you know they get a little bit like like a slap in the face, like, oh, wait, I need to change the way I'm doing things. I need to change the way I treat people. Even if it's one person, that's one more person than the, you know, the day before. Right. So it's kind of like baby steps. If you, if you look at it like on a grand scale, it's daunting and, and it's frustrating and you can't think that way. You always have to think, think small and, 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 and baby steps and just hope that you appeal to as many as people that can list that will listen to you you know so the album's been in the bag for the last year we're finally seeing the light of day with it so how has the band treated the last calendar year have you got i'm sure you've dealt with some stuff in post and some mixing things that have to do with the album but have you been able to collectively come together or at least zoom together or have you spent this last year kind of doing your own thing definitely a little of both i mean with the lockdown and, and e-learning like we are, we're all focusing on our children making sure they're understand what's going on and, and not to frazzled by the process and i wanted my kids to know like 
this is temporary and it, it sucks right now, but there, this will pass, you know, and they're old enough to like kind of understand it. My, my youngest is seven. So he was a little, it was challenging to get him to sit in front of a zoom class and, <laughs> right. you know, get his work done. But he, he did great, you know, and, and they, they see like, they actually start full day of school after spring break. Like, so they're back to the full days uh, very soon. And, um, but in the same time, we took this time to make sure the, the artwork and the theme behind Nowhere Generation was cohesive. We, we've never really done that before where our video content and album art, you know, it, we never really like coordinated everything to where it, it had a, a general theme, right? Like, so we finally accomplished that with Nowhere Generation. So then we took the time to, to get that like dialed in. You know, I mean, the disruption of uh, our daily routine can be a good thing sometimes. But, you know, at some point, you know, you guys got to go back out on tour. Is it going to be more difficult now that you've had a chance to spend so much time with the family to kind of rip yourself away from that? Or are you like, let's get out of here? I think a little bit of column A and column B. Like we we are so used to these these routines we adapted like over the last year but there's just something in us like we if we don't have that outlet like that release with live music you know we start losing it a little bit so i know i'm ready to play i i really miss playing live cuz that that's how i let let out frustration and or joy or or any emotion really but to not have that i kind of i adapted to like cycling i would go out on my bike and you know just just as something that that is a release, you know, anything. But cycling is what I gravitated toward. But I miss playing for sure. Uh, Jay and I were talking, man. It was one of those songs that's a first listen for us. We absolutely dig it. We yeah. cannot wait to hear more from you guys. Thank you for finally releasing some music. I'm sure you're as excited to get it out as uh, we are to hear it. And thank you for the time today. We appreciate it, Joe. Yeah, thanks, guys. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Or you can chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, go ahead and grab a pen and paper, my friend. Because they have found out that taking physical notes is way more likely to make information stick in your brain than to text it out in something or any kind of other real way that you have about remembering something. This is all courtesy of the University of Tokyo. Researchers found that study participants who wrote on physical paper had way more brain activity when remembering information an hour or later. According to the professor that put it all together, paper is pretty useful compared to electronic documents because paper contains more one-of-a-kind information for strongly stronger memory recall. Experts say that personalizing digital documents by highlighting, underlining, circling, or adding virtual sticky notes can mimic it, but it doesn't have, still doesn't have the same kind of results they saw when you physically write something down on a piece of paper. But the take-home message is... Use paper notebooks for information we need to learn or memorize because it's good for your brain as well. Uh, this doesn't surprise me. You know this. I'm a list guy. Always have been. Uh, I have a notepad in my office that has my list of things I need to do for the week. Every week, I got to make yeah. sure I get it done and cross it off. It helps me remember to do stuff. I have, and I also keep old notepads as well, just so I can remember some things sometimes. And I have. Sure. It. How do we do this? How do we do that? Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's it's a weird catalog system for me. But I can say honestly that writing things down 
on physical paper does help me remember stuff. I still write down my grocery list on physical paper and take it with me. And sometimes I need it and sometimes I don't. Cuckoo. But I, I do still make a physical grocery list to take with me to the store. That is something that I do. I can't help. But it does. Listen, apparently it's doing good things. So who's ahead of the game? Me. Hey, Illinois is done in the NCAA men's basketball tournament. The uh, number one seeded Illinois fell to Loyola Chicago yesterday, 71 to 58. They were never really in the game. Uh, This is the first number one seed to go home this year, but a lot of high-ranking seeds have gone home in the men's side of the tournament. Number 12, Oregon State beat Oklahoma State. Oral Roberts is a 15 seed headed to the Sweet 16. Uh, Syracuse, an 11 seed headed to the Sweet 16, and there are eight more games today that will solidify the rest of the third round of the tournament, so we will see what ends up happening. But so far, it's been upset city, baby, as Dick Vitale would say. Deshaun Jackson's not done. The 34-year-old wide receiver agreed to a one-year deal yesterday with the Los Angeles Rams. He was released by the Philadelphia Eagles back in February. This, of course, reunites him with uh, Sean McVay, who was the offensive coordinator when Deshaun was with the Washington football team from 2014 to 2016. So we will see. Deshaun's had an issue staying on the field the last couple of years. I'm not sure he's going to be much help. I hope he does, though. He's a hell of a receiver when he is healthy. I'll tell you that. Big J, somebody had a weekend at Johnny Depp's, and Johnny Depp did not know it and was not cool with it. Apparently, uh, Johnny Depp is never home these days. He's got a whole bunch of lawsuits that he's dealing with currently and is always in whatever city happens to be that lawsuit taking in. And so he was not home, which means an invader. Basically, I ended up kicking in the door to his home and helping himself to Johnny Depp's bar and even took a shower. The partier must have had a pretty good options at the bar because, you know, don't forget that according to several lawsuits, Johnny Depp spends about $30,000 a month on wine alone. He's got, got it well stocked. The intruder was not identified. He was in the shower when police answered the alarm and was able there. They kicked down the bathroom door when he refused to emerge. The intruder was booked for felony vandalism because uh, Johnny Depp's door had to be kicked in. Uh, it was neighbors who saw the apparently homeless man hanging around the residents and then uh, called the police once and said they think somebody's walking around but police said they the, the alarm system was activated and if he went in they would know it and sure enough he did and they showed up to the scene they need to fix that alarm system <laughs> right you would think it would be something at least a little bit more perimeter oriented than just somebody entering the domicile but hey johnny depp has got things the way johnny depp wants things you understand morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, Papa Roach just dropped their greatest hits, Volume 2, The Better Noise Years. We'll get you that digital album for free and get you in uh, the qualification for an amazing grand prize from them. An exclusive tote bag, different eras, a Papa Roach logo, a deck of cards, and an exclusive composition notebook. All right, so it's CD guaranteed and grand prize qualification time. If you want to play Pop Culture Smackdown, 208-287-1003. That is the phone number. You must defeat Big J in order to claim this prize. I say good luck to you. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. What's your name, please? Jimmy. All right, Jimmy, what staple of Mexican cuisine is typically wrapped in a corn husk before cooking? 
the tamale. That is correct. Right. So delicious. Big J, call letters for most radio and television stations east of the Mississippi River begin with what letter? East. Hmm? I mean, I'm just going to go with a K. Wrong. Wrong direction, buddy. I know. Wrong direction. We're west of the Mississippi, and what does our call letter start with? G. No. K. So what's the other one, then? X. What? Wrong. H. No. You have really have no idea no. what most other... 50% of the w, radio w, station... W, there w. you go. Right. There you now go. relax. Holy Jeez. Jesus. Well, I mean, it is what you do. Congratulations, sir. You got yourself all set up. Don't give a damn what goes on in the... <laughs> Papa Roach. As, east of here? Well, as you got yourself qualified for that grand prize. That was the easy question today. Morning after with Nick and What's Big J. for making assumptions. You're absolutely right about that. We got ourselves some headlines. That's next on the X Rocks. Headlines are brought to you by another Half Price Friday. This one happening this Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. You can get $50 to the local for just 25 bucks. The local eatery and wine pub in Boise offers a comfortable and engaging atmosphere. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Saturday, offer rotating dishes, seasonal menus as well, all made from local ingredients. Takeout, dining room service, eat on the patio, whatever you want to do, you can unplug at the local with delicious food, satisfying drinks, and a great local atmosphere. And check out the Half Price Friday deal, Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. Headlines are as follows. No fun, happy day, or dad of the year. Happy day. This is one creative way to bring light to an issue. Natalia Harvey says she it's been a full year since construction started on her street in New Orleans. So she decided it was time to throw a birthday party for the construction. Since it began on 20th Street, Harvey says half the street has been impassable. And just last week, the street had a six foot deep hole. Hello. So she threw a party, complete with a cake replicating the roadwork. She even posted photos of her party to Facebook on Tuesday, hoping that it'll make the city kind of hurry up and take a little bit of pride in their work with construction that was supposed to last, they said, four months. That's now been a full year, and it's not even close to being finished. So there's that. Would you go to a uh, roadwork birthday party, Big J? Probably not, no. What if you were made to go to a birthday party? Well, if I was made to go, I would go. No fun or dad of the year? Dad of the year. A visitor at the San Diego Zoo was arrested on Friday because he took his two-year-old daughter into an elephant enclosure, according to a press release from the San Diego Police Department. Jose Navarrete is 25. He made it into the elephant enclosure with his daughter after passing multiple barriers, the release said. Once the father and daughter were actually inside the enclosure, the elephant noticed a pair and then started to run towards them, according to the release, which is never a good sign, in case you're curious. That's when he decided to try to exit the enclosure, but he dropped her and was able to then pick her up, for God's sake. There were no injuries to uh, him, his daughter, or the elephant, thank goodness, but he was still booked into the San Diego County Jail, according to police. Charged with child cruelty, Big J, because, you know, you can't really bring a child into a wild animal enclosure. Not a good place for them to be. You understand? Terrible place for them to be. A $100,000 bail to get him out of jail for that. In case you're curious. So he's going to probably be in there for a bit. But hey, you know what? Don't be an idiot. Right. Don't take your kid into a zoo enclosure. Ever. I don't care what animal it is. Don't do it. Wrap it up with no fun. Just because you love something doesn't mean you should make your neighbors stare at it. A man living in Kansas who decided to paint a giant mural of the Kansas City Chiefs on the side of his home says the city has now ordered him to remove it. 
Chris Chancey says he spent about 60 hours painting the mural of Kansas City Chiefs players Patrick Mahomes, Eric Fisher, and Mitchell Schwartz on the side of his Kansas City home to commemorate the team's 2020 Super Bowl victory. But Chancey said that the city sent him a letter giving him until March 31st to remove the mural or he'll face escalating financial penalties. The city released a statement saying, in part, unfortunately, murals, including awesome ones like this, are not allowed in any residential areas per the city's code of ordinances. Chancey says he has a friend who wants to buy the mural and is considering taking it off his house. How would that work, I guess? Oof. How'd you take a mural off of your house? You gotta paint over it. Yeah, but I mean, if somebody else wants it, that makes it hard to do that. Also, uh, it kind of sucks that two of the three players featured in the mural no longer part of the Kansas City Chiefs either. He took both the tackles who both were released in the offseason by the Chiefs this year. So, whoops, there's that too. But it does look pretty good. I mean, he's clearly a professional artist. But would you be upset if your neighbors had like a big old mural on the side of their house that was kind of loud and obnoxious? Would that bother you at all? I mean, as long as it wasn't grotesque. Well, I let's guess, say or... it was three football players from their favorite football team. Would oh, you care? Yeah, even if it was the Seattle Seahawks. You wouldn't mind? As long as it's done well, I suppose. Yeah. What would it be? Would there be a particular image that would make you go, I wish they would? I mean, obviously, if it was something offensive, I suppose. But there you go. If, if Is there anything not including that that you would have them take down? Like, if it was just some really loud and crazy kind of, like, color scheme? Unless it said something like, Big J sucks. No, I'm not that sure would, that's a mural. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody could turn it. That would be hard to live with next to my house every day. That I get. If somebody... I can I can handle people saying that to me, but seeing it every day might be a little defeating. Right outside of your house? Yeah, that would, that would do it. I understand. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. Here's traffic. What, you don't like my Big J sucks mural? No. No. I'm Big J. I'm not a fan. A day to remember everything we need here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And let's talk about stuff around the house, my friend. Yeah, well, it's spring, Nick. That means it's time to do some spring cleaning. I suppose. And according to a recent recent poll, uh, a whole bunch of people plan on doing spring cleaning. 31%, Nick, of uh, of all those uh, asked. And, And they came up with some... Interesting or not so interesting, uh, least favorite and then favorite chores? You could have favorite chores. Okay, I get that. Uh, the least favorite chore, you have any idea what that might be? Uh, cleaning the bathroom would be tops on my list. Uh, yeah, Toilet, maybe. that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, you're, you're uh, right on top of it, man, okay. 14%. There you go. Uh, dusting is down on the bottom there as well as... Uh, is Ironing and sweeping and mopping floors. Uh, I don't iron, but I can understand the mopping the floor thing. That I get. Uh, I also understand the dusting. As uh, somebody who has allergies, it is a pain in the ass. What about dust. the favorite household chore? My oh, favorite. I love it. My favorite household chore is laundry. Yeah, there you go. You're, you're right on. I find it very uh, lethargic and fun. And uh, it, again, it just takes my mind off of things. I Fun, I guess, is a stretch. But uh, it, it is something that I enjoy doing. I like putting it away. I just, uh, I, I can't explain why I enjoy it. I just do. It's pretty weird. I know. Reasoning. I know. Uh, I, and then it may be even, you know, the, the warm clothes right out of the dryer. It's always a nice feeling. Okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't really smells, think about that, but I smells suppose. Smells nice and, and fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 13% people said they uh, enjoy doing the dishes. 
Uh, I just see, I mean, like, I don't, I, I guess I get that if it's a thing, but everybody's got a dishwasher now, right? You just chuck it in there and call it a day, don't you? Uh, yeah, but some people, uh, I guess, uh, consider that doing the dishes. Or like. pots and pans need to be cleaned sometimes by hand, yeah. that I get. Um, let's see, some of the other things that people really enjoy doing, uh, is taking out the trash. Really? Yeah, I don't like 9%. doing that. That that has to be somebody that. But that, you've got to pay in the rear end now, being in a, like a townhouse. You got to go well, pretty far away, right? Well, it's 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 not any worse than when I was apartment living. But yes, in my townhouse, I have to go like around the, the building to get to the actual dumpster stuff. So it is a bit of a haul. So yes, I don't I don't enjoy it. But even if the garage, even if taking out the garbage was in my garage, I can't put it on the list of things that I would enjoy doing. I think. Yeah, there's none of these things I would enjoy doing. You don't have a favorite household chore? I mean, um... One that, like, if somebody says, Big J, we need to do this, you're like, ah, it's okay, that's fine, I can handle it. Well, I'll do all of them. Of course, but you have to. I would probably first volunteer to put away clothes. Okay, so there you go, laundry, right at the top of the list. Yeah. Same thing. I enjoy it very much. I don't know why. I, I always have. It has been something that I enjoy. I also don't mind emptying the dishwasher, which is essentially, I guess, doing the dishes. But things that I that I dislike doing is like cleaning the oven and cleaning the bathrooms. Oh man, that's a chore. And like my entire place is hardwood floors, so mopping the floors is a pain in the ass now too. Uh, and so I don't like those things. That I get. I understand the uh, the hate in it. But you have to do what you have to do to keep your house clean. You understand? Big yeah. Because one thing I will not tolerate is a dirty house. And I know it's just me, but still. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We got a chance for you to win something from us with some bad impressions. Those are next on the X Rock. <laughs> Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X. Yeah, we'll get you another chance at getting in the running for that grand prize from Papa Roach and, of course, a uh, free digital download of Greatest Hits Volume 2, The Better Noise Years. If, if you can figure out. Oh, that. sorry. 208-287-1003 <laughs> is the number you need to call if you want to play Bad Impressions. Works like this. Big J's got three clues. They each point to somebody pretty famous. Collectively, it is all one person. Figure out who that person is in those three clues or less. You've got some Papa Roach coming your way guaranteed music-wise and then possibly grand prize-wise as well. Let's hit up the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, sir. You are up first. Good luck. I've starred in movies like Get Shorty, Broken Arrow, and Swordfish. John Travolta. Nice work. One and yeah. done. Well played, sir. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Hook you up with that Papa Roach album for sure and get you qualified for that grand prize. Clues two and three for fun. Even before Pulp Fiction, I made a mark with Grease and Saturday Night Fever. And Pulp Fiction's Vincent Vega brought my career back into the mainstream. And why is John Travolta in the news? Well, director Adam Wingard has said, guess what? Nicolas Cage and John Travolta are both willing to return to face off two. If the script is right. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wait a second, man. These are two guys right now that are popping out some real junk and garbage. Right. I'd like to I'd like to meet the script that isn't right to John Travolta and Nick Cage at this point. Yeah, man. That's show me a, show me the script you turned down. Wonderful. That is wonderful. I mean, what a bunch of hogwash. Either way, uh, it would be uh, pretty cool to see this return, though. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I love John Woo, though. Yeah, I mean, that's what really makes me sad is the fact that we can't get the whole gang back together. Uh, because that was really, I mean, the, the 
as cheesy as Face Off is, and make no mistake about it, it is cheesy. It's still fun to watch because it's, it's visually fun as well. It's cheesy because of John Woo, because he's a cheesy dude. Yes. He made some really amazing action movies for a while. So, um, But yeah, I'll give it a shot. I hope this uh, happens at least just to see how terrible it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, how long has it been since you rewatched the first Face Off? It's been a while. Yeah, me too, me too. And I worry about that stuff, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, when that happens, but because uh, it does have fond memories of it, but it, it, it's that point in time where I knew I'm watching something kind of goofy and cheesy and having fun along with it, and it, it is a fun movie. It's one of those deals where that is, and I feel like Face Off 2 could be one of those movies that takes itself too seriously. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, because the first one, I mean, it, <laughs> listen, uh, Nicolas Cage, oh, man. out of his mind, they I mean, were both just in the prime of being really obnoxiously cheesy at yeah, that moment. It I mean, is they put, cage, though. They put everything they had into that performance, let me tell you. Yep, uh, and it still has my favorite character name in the history of movies. Caster I mean, Troy. Troy. I love the name. It's just the ultimate bad guy name. It's wonderful. Either way, Face Off 2 is coming. It could have the original stars in it, which would be nice. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're going to wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Papa Roach, the ending is how we're wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We certainly do appreciate it. A special thank you to our friend Joe from Rise Against for popping by the old show today and talking about their brand new song, which, of course, you can hear on the X called Nowhere Generation. Also happens to be the name of the album that's coming out on June the 4th. So get ready for that. You can also check out the video version of that particular interview, which has got a lot more questions involved in it as well. Uh, That will be up on the socials here uh, very, very soon for you to partake upon if you would like to do so. Also, uh, we found out that it's probably not a great idea to get it on with your significant other in a closed movie theater. That could get you into some serious trouble, Russia or otherwise. And so that was a valuable lesson to be learned. And we even talked about chores and how Big J and I have the favorite, our favorite chore in common around the house. Laundry. We like it. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Yeah, uh, it seems that uh, there's been an unintended uh, increase in sales, Nick, uh, to the adult diaper community during the pandemic boy i'd love to know the connection uh the the diaper fetish nick oh is that what it is yeah yeah because uh (laughs) folks could enjoy more of their time sitting around wearing diapers at home (laughs) as opposed to doing that when they're at work all right i mean uh all right whatever i suppose if it makes you happy why not right i thought i'd give you that 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 update it's one of your favorite fetishes i'm just trying to like i mean a fetish is a fetish for a reason but I'm just trying to figure out how that conversation gets broached and then how you react positively I think to it's that. to single people. Is that all it is? It's I, just I, single people that st- sit around in diapers? I, but I, isn't isn't the whole thing like they want somebody to change them? I don't know, but I, that's going too far. I, you you got you to gotta have one stable relationship for that to work. That's I mean, what I'm saying. If you were on the other end of that, that would just be... Oof. Yeah, I don't know where the enjoyment comes on the other end of that. I really don't. Having so as having changed diapers before for my children, I don't understand how you would get a kick out of that as being somebody that does that as an adult for another adult. As God bless a y'all. sexual thing. God bless y'all. Uh, don't forget that if you want to win some money, xrock.com is a great place to do it, courtesy of T-Mobile and the X. You have a chance to win $500. Uh, we're going to give away three of those grand prizes at the end of this month. All you have to do is go to xrock.com, click the T-Mobile link right there on our website, and boom, you are entered to win $500. It really is that easy, and somebody's going to win it. Hell, three people are going to win it at the end of the month, courtesy of T-Mobile and the X. So do it at xrock.com. 
Jason Drew is up next. We shall see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.